The following presentation of the Midland City Planning Commission will begin in a moment. The Midland City Planning Commission is responsible for overseeing the city's master plan, conducting public hearings, and offering recommendations to the City Council on a wide range of local land use issues. The Planning Commission consists of nine Midland residents who are appointed by the City Council. Planning Commission meets two Tuesdays per month at 7 p.m. in Council Chambers at City Hall. This presentation is provided by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland. Replays of this meeting can be found on MGTV Channel 188 on Charter Spectrum, through Channel 99 on at and UVerse, or on demand at www.cityofmidlandmi.gov. Select meetings are available on MCTV Network's Government Affairs Podcast Channel. Good evening and welcome to the regular meeting of the Midland City Planning Commission taking place on Tuesday, February 14th. This meeting is called to order. Please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, will you please call roll? Fields? Here. Decro? Here. Mayville? Bain? Here. Nasek? Here. McCoy? Here. Broderick? Here. Collinger? Here. Craig? Here. Mr. Chair, you have a quorum. All right. Next item on the agenda is approval of the minutes. We have two minutes to approve today, uh, both from January 24th. The first is the uh, minutes from the special meeting. Any comments or concerns, edits, revisions? I move we. Uh Accept the minutes for the special meeting on January 24th as distributed. I'll second. We have a motion from Commissioner Bain and a second from Commissioner Broddick to approve the minutes from the special meeting taking place on January 24th. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, same sign. Those are approved. Uh, next item is the minutes from the regular meeting also on January 24th. Mr. Chair, I make a motion to approve. I second. We have a motion from Commissioner Panasic and a second from Commissioner Fields to approve the, the minutes for the regular meeting on January 24th. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, same sign. Those are also approved. All right, uh, next on our agenda would be public hearings. We have one this evening. Uh, quick reminder about our public hearing process. We'll begin with a staff presentation and overview of the petition, <coughs> then we will I invite the petitioner up to present. We will then welcome all public comments and questions, then provide the petitioner the opportunity for a rebuttal and final comment. We will then close the public hearing and go into deliberation and possible decision by the Planning Commission. So as I said, we have one public hearing this evening. It is conditional use permit number 82. All right, conditional use permit number 82 is of the Midlands Open Door located at 1610 West Carpenter Street. The zoning for the property is residential B, multiple family residential, and the proposal is for a women and children's shelter or transitional housing. 
Taking a look at the subject site, um, it is located on the corner of Eastman Avenue and West Carpenter Street, just north of downtown. Taking a closer look at the site, um, we could see it is a fairly large corner lot um, that uh, it does, uh, the, the current property is independent housing. Um, it includes a garage here at the rear, along with some parking area, and then a shared access or a shared driveway with the residential property uh, to the east. Taking a look at the zoning for the property, um, as I mentioned, the zoning for the subject property is residential B, multiple family residential, um, which is consistent with the zoning just to the south. And then outside of that, we have some RA, RA3 and some RA1 um, to the west and RA3 to, or excuse me, RA4 to the east. A bit of neighborhood commercial at the corner of Bookness and Eastman Avenue. Um, and then further north of that, we have office service on the other corner there. Taking a look at the future land use of the property, it's currently medium density residential with higher density residential to the north and then um, consistent with medium density residential to the east, um, a bit of high density residential to the south, and then a mixture of uh, medium, density medium density residential and low density residential to the west across uh, Eastman Avenue. This is the site plan for the property. Um, none of the uh, footprint for the original building is, is changing. It's mostly the use is changing. There's a bit of screening requirements um, that are being addressed as well via landscaping and fencing. Parking is still remaining in this area. This parking spot here being the handicap accessible space um, as well as two additional spaces provided in the garage here. There's a playset area being proposed, a bike rack, smoking area, and then a number of landscaping that is uh, proposed as well as existing. Non-discretionary standards. Um, all applicable provisions and setback standards within the zoning ordinance have been met. The site plan is compliant with all applicable standards in section 27.06A. List of discretionary standards that are addressed or reviewed with the conditional use permit. Uh, protection of public health, safety and general welfare, compatibility with surrounding land uses, um, detrimental effects, impact of traffic, adequacy of public services, protection of site characteristics, compatibility with natural environment, and then compatibility with master plan and zoning ordinance. Um, additionally, the site-specific standards for this, um, there are some provision. Um, the, pro the, the proposed transitional housing is considered a non-residential use within a residential district. And specifically for transitional housing, there is a provision within the zoning ordinance that uh, that 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 use may not be located within 1,000 feet of a school or daycare center. The property of the proposed development is located within approximately 845 feet of Carpenter School, which is a licensed daycare facility. The City of Midland Zoning Ordinance states the word shall is always mandatory and not discretionary. However, the word may, um, as used in this provision, 
is permissive. Therefore, the Planning Commission has the discretion to decide if the location is appropriate for the proposed transitional housing. Analysis, staff is supportive of the proposed land use and the issuance of a conditional use permit with contingencies for the following reasons. Conditional use permits require the evaluation of objective and subjective criteria which the development meets. The proposed use meets the intent of the RB multiple family residential zoning district and provides a critical service to city residents. The proposed use would not be detrimental to the general welfare of the adjacent parcels. There are a number of contingency items included with this. Uh, approval is granted to the proposed transitional housing development in compliance with the accompanying site plan and application. Any additional uses of the property shall be reviewed and approved in accordance with the standards of the zoning ordinance, um, including Article 27 for site plan approval. Uh, a shared access agreement is required to the satisfaction of the planning department and city attorney and adequate fire protection as outlined by the city fire marshal shall be provided to the satisfaction of the city fire department. Staff has received five letters in support. Um, we did receive an additional comment um, that was provided to you guys at the dais. Um, all in support of the development. Tonight is the first step in the conditional use permit process, um, public hearing here at Planning Commission. And with that, I'll entertain any questions. Mr. Uh, <clears throat> directly to the south, that used to be the 1016 Recovery Center. Is that building still being used as that, that use that you're aware of? I believe it's just being used as independent housing. Okay. Other questions? Yeah, mine may be more uh, appropriately addressed to the applicant, but uh, you know the hours, particularly for outdoor activity, and uh, you know that's that's the main one I have, and that may be better addressed by the you know the applicant. Sure, I can uh, I can let the applicant speak to that. And then another related one is <coughs> that used to be or is a uh, housing for uh, disabled people. Uh, it is a matter of general interest. Uh, you know, where are they going? And and uh, in particular, the way it might be more relevant are they being pushed out because of uh, you know neighborhood complaints or anything like that? We should know know about. Or uh, are they just found another place to go? Yeah, I'm uncertain. I know city staff hasn't received any complaints um, or okay. any sort of information regarding okay. the. Um, yeah, you know. I would assume it's being sold. Hmm? I would assume it's been sold. I believe there's a purchase agreement on the property, but I, okay. the, the applicant might be able to uh, shed some more information on that. So it's not owned by some general foundation or something, it's just moving people around, it is being sold. The, the property is currently owned by the Reese Endeavor. Okay. Hmm. Other questions? All right, thank you, Ryan. We'll go ahead and invite the petitioner up to present. Just need to stand on the blue mat and then uh, Name and address for the record, please, to get started. 
Renee Pettinger, 2702 Ashman Street, Midland, Michigan. Thank you, Renee. All right, so I will go ahead and address the first two questions before I finish the presentation here. Um, outdoor hours, um, we do have a curfew for all of our guests. Um, that's a six o'clock curfew Sunday through uh, Thursday and eight o'clock on Friday and Saturday. We do lock up the shelter at 10 o'clock each evening after we do security rounds. Now with the smoking area, can we still go out for a smoke or not? Not past 10 o'clock. Okay. We'll do last smoke break at 9.45. Um, and then the other question was just about Reese Endeavor. So they have not, they've had one person living in this house for the past, I think, three years. Oh, okay. And so it just has not meant, um, been used um, in the best way. So they were seeking someone to purchase it. So Midland's Open Door has been serving the Midland community for nearly 50 years, caring for the most distressed neighbors through emergency shelter services and operating the community's only soup kitchen. In 2015, the Open Door improved internal tracking systems to better quantify the bed space needs of the homeless in Midland County. This new system, along with the implementation of professional services like case management and licensed mental health counseling, has improved both access and outcomes for the homeless in Midland. However, despite these improvements, uh, Open Door continues to only meet 60% of the needs of Midland County homeless women and children due to space constraints. So moving the Open Door Women and Children Shelter to this new location will help us meet this ongoing community need, nearly doubling our bed space for women and children. In addition, operating the facility within the city limits will remove current transportation barriers for those in shelter, increasing access to employment opportunities and other service providers. Our current location is out in Homer Township and that does provide um, some significant barriers for our guests getting to and from. Um, Open Door's main campus, where our men's shelter, soup kitchen, and administration have resided for the past 36 years, are within blocks of this new property. Um, we did go door to door um, to those in the surrounding community from this property, um, just doing some general outreach, sharing about um, this project, and we received overwhelming support for this. So it's our hope that you too will approve this conditional use permit so that we are able to not have to turn away other Midland County women and children who are seeking shelter. Thank you. Questions? Go ahead, Jane. Yeah, I, I think you clarified this, but the soup kitchen is not part of this building then? Correct. This is just a shelter for women and children. Okay, thank you. What would the capacity be? 32 beds. Mm -hmm. Okay. Should bring the total capacity in Midland if it went through to how many total between the men's and women's shelter at that point? Our men's shelter capacity is 23. Okay. Um, yeah, 32, so. Okay. Fantastic. Other questions? I mean, so like, this is, you know, so what's the average length that, that they stay? 40 days. 40 days, okay. Is that a restriction or is that an average? It's not a restriction. We don't have a restriction. We say through to a solution as long as you're moving ahead, you're meeting your goals, you're welcome to stay. Some people need longer, some people don't. On that same vein, can they return? Can you go 38 days and then come back? They can. We have a 30-day out policy. Okay. Um, so uh, that is just helpful for people making decisions if they should choose to leave maybe before it's helpful for mm -hmm. their situation. Thank you. Is, is there child care provided if it's a women and children's or what does that look like? So our case managers work with every uh, family, um, helping them find child care. We don't provide child care on site. 
but part, as part of our case management system and the goals if someone is seeking employment or helping them secure child care. And do you see that as a beneficial aspect with being as close to, this, to the, to the care, child care facility on Carpenter there? Do I see it as, I'm sorry. As a, as a beneficial thing being as Possibly, close? yeah. I mean, right now, um, a lot of the preschool kids will go to the facility at M20. Um, and for some, transportation is provided, but um, transportation barriers are always huge for us. So the ability, walkability with this uh, site is, an, is a great improvement uh, for our guests. And you said, I think, in the packet that you're, you've been turning away people um, constantly at this point correct yeah. so just you know we served 91 women and children 77 last year 77 percent was just midland county we turned away 70 women and children just midland county last year do you see that trend continuing hopefully reversing or so this was a trend we saw actually before the pandemic and then the entitlement programs that um became available during that time, kind of slowed that tremendously. And so we saw this actually in all shelters um, everywhere. Um, but last August, we knew that once those programs uh, ended, we would see the need increase. And last August is when it happened, and we have been full since. So I don't see this going away. I think for us, this is a, um, gonna help us understand the need better. Okay. And then, uh I think he mentioned it, but uh, you have reached out to Midland Public Schools as a part of this as well, correct? Yes, yep. So yeah, I did reach out to here. Mike Shero, and I think that there was possibly some comments in there from him. And I believe those were basically that uh, MPS didn't have any issues and that uh, was going to leave it for the city to vet, yes. correct? Yep. Okay. Other the, questions? I have a clarification. Yep. The only real potential issue that we saw was that being within the 1,000 feet, that was the only thing that was brought up right that was one of the items of discretion um, okay. that the that the commission has the other thing uh, was adequate uh, provision made for fire protection ah. um, yep. and specifically uh, it was noted earlier on uh, by the city fire marshal that the driveway um, would need to be widened to a minimum of 20 feet okay however we've since uh, received uh, feedback I think within the last day or two um, that uh, after an on-site visit by the fire marshal, um, that is not the case anymore. So um, I have not had a chance to follow up with the fire marshal, but mm -hmm. um, we'll, we'll recommend that we leave that contingency in there just so that um, so that we make sure that uh, that is in fact the case. Okay. And the fire suppression is because it's over 7,500 square feet inside. So when we met with the fire marshal, there would need to be um, a fire suppression system that we would be responsible for. Is for that due to the size? I think, it, uh, from my understanding, what he shared was due to the zoning change. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So there's a change of use. Um, I believe it's R or R1 um, in the building and fire fire code uh, to uh, the use of R R3, I believe. And anyways, that change of use in the building code or the change of use triggers a, a building code uh, designation change, and yeah. that is what triggers some of the. Um, Building and fire code. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, it's a building code issue, not a not an or a city a zoning correct. ordinance issue. Hmm. <clears throat> Where was that earlier? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's our last activity. <laughs> um, but just building on that, I mean, no issues or concerns meeting the contingencies if if they're applied as a part of the conditional use permit. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Any last questions? All right. Thank you, Renee.
We'll go ahead and open it up now for public comments or questions. <coughs> Any public comments or questions? Uh, hearing none, we will move on. Uh, Renee, would you like another opportunity to come up or are you all set? All right. I will go ahead and close the public hearing and we will go into deliberation and possible decision by the Planning Commission. Is this deliberation now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just curious, um, what triggers, like, for me, like, on this site plan, it seems like a pretty wooded, I mean, and pretty screened site as it is, but I'm seeing they're adding additional trees. Is that by their choice, or is that a city standard for them to add additional landscaping? So for the, for the landscaping, um, it is. Uh, it, it does fall under our landscaping requirements, and specifically for transitional housing, there are um, additional um, appearance and screening uh, requirements for outdoor activity. So that is okay. what you're seeing there, with the with the fencing and the uh, additional landscaping. Okay, thank you. Other comments? I, I do have one. I just I just want to say for me. I know the reason I brought that up about the 1016 Recovery Center is because they were located for years just south of this location. And I think even though it was substance abuse, but it was housing, it was transitional because, you know, it was short-term recovery. Um, and so I think the area already kind of fits that. So for me... Um, Are we in deliberation? Mm -hmm. What was that? Are we in deliberation? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So for me, I'm just saying that I think it's a good fit for the area. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think that's probably largely why the superintendent didn't have any kind of yeah. express mm -hmm. interest because it's already been the case. I believe before 1016, it was something similar again. Yeah. Because 1016 was there for like a decade. Not so sure. I don't really see any problem either. I think I'm looking for a motion then. Mr. Chair? Make a motion. I gotta find the number here. Sorry. I think it's three contingencies. Eighty-two, <coughs> and there okay. are three contingencies. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I make a motion to approve conditional use permit number eighty-two with the three contingencies listed. I'll second. I have a motion from Commissioner Panasic and a second from Commissioner Fields to recommend approval of conditional use permit number eighty-two with the three contingencies to City Council. Will you please call roll. Fields? Yes. Decro? Yes. Bain? Yes. Nasek? Yes. McCoy? Yes. Broderick? Yes. Collinger? Yes. Craig? Yes. All right. That motion passes. Uh, their next date is with City Council as early as the 27th, correct? I think I saw that in your presentation. That's correct. Yep. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, next item on our agenda is old business. I am not seeing any. Uh, we'll open it up to any public comments unrelated to items on the agenda. That'd be me. All right. <laughs> Name and address to get started, no please. No problem. John Elson, 6106 Sturgeon Creek Parkway, Midland, Michigan, 48642. Two. Um, I was looking up in Wikipedia today about Midland, just and it talked about the population. You can go through the year to decades because they have it, they put it down every decade. 
And since about 1980, there hasn't been much growth in Midland. I think about uh, 5,000 people total, yeah? So it's gone up from 38,500 to 42,500, something like that. Not much growth in the city as far as, as, far as uh, population goes, yeah? And although the city's gotten bigger on top of that. So I've been, I lived here during the 60s and 70s and, and I know what this town has gone through and it's expanded tremendously, especially north and west of town, but all, all over really. I mean, the whole town has grown. And yet I hear there's a housing shortage, which I really don't quite understand because sometimes they say there's a housing shortage because they're talking about a specific thing like low income housing or a specific thing like Midland County can be confused with, with Midland City. And so sometimes it just gets, they just say Midland City, but they meant Midland County, or they're maybe just talking about low income housing, but not necessarily housing. Because when I moved here, back here from uh, Norway in um, uh, 2004, I had no problem finding an apartment. I had no problem finding a house. There were a buku houses, and not right after that, Actually, it got even better if you wanted to find a house because that's when the housing market dropped and you could just find anything you wanted to in Midland, you know, at a much reduced rate. It wasn't until just recently where the housing market's gotten better, the last two or three years, and thanks to the government spending trillions of dollars, you know, all over the world, all over the United States, it's made it a lot more accessible with very low interest rates for people to buy houses. So I'm just pointing this out because, you know, I, I, when I, I want Midland to grow, but I want it to grow right. And I, I was watching this, I was at the city council meeting last night as, as Mr. Panasic yeah, was there and, and, um, and so was, uh, so was uh, Ryan. And we came up to one of the issues, which was where Tom McCann's property wanted to be developed, okay? Now, everybody knows about the, um, the uh, sewer lines, right? And the disconnect program and all that. The $50 million we're gonna spend. It's not to really make anything new. It's really to just fix what exists already. It's not increasing capacity. It's not doing anything. But for years, infrastructure's been neglected in Midland. And just not, and Midland's not like, is like everybody else. I mean, if you watch um, mid, um, uh, Great Lakes Now, that series that's on PBS, it talks specifically about most municipalities have neglected uh, their infrastructure for years. And the reason why is pretty obvious because you don't see a sewer, you don't think about a sewer every day, but when that sewer backs up, you think about it, but that's the only time. Other than that, you're looking at pretty things around, the, uh, around your neighborhood, maybe a nice tree or park, you know, the roads maybe, if they don't have too many potholes in them. But you think about things like that, okay? But we don't really think about the sewer and the water. My house was built in 1967, the one I'm living in. That water line's never been changed, ever, okay? The sewer line's never been changed. When we had the option last year of, uh, when we tore up Wheeler Road and we tore up uh, uh, Sturgeon Road, did we think about maybe replacing those lines right then while the road is torn up? No, we didn't do any of that kind of stuff. So those lines still exist. So in 19, this is 2019, there was a report written, it was basically talking about the 2017 flood event. This, is a, this was submitted to the city, the city paid for this, 
It talks about capacities of all the sewer systems, all the sewer systems in Midland, and how much we were we were under we we didn't have enough capacity, and so a lot of these lines backed up. But we didn't. Re One of them was on actually on Sturgeon Road. Did we change it? No. Why? Because they got another report from somebody else that said maybe you can get away with it. But the one we're talking about now is Tom McCann, right? So what they're going to do in that 40 houses or whatever he's got to build out there, where are they going to tie that back into? They're tying it right back in to the Moreland, the same sewer system that goes through Moreland, that goes through Sturgeon, and it goes back down to the, to the pump station there. So that drain was a capacity in 2017, 2020. It was over capacity. So a lot of sewage went back into people's houses. So the, so, so the footing drain connect, connection, they're trying to figure out, well, how can we uh, uh, maybe increase the capacity, not by increasing the size, but, but by reducing the flow. So they said, okay, we'll do the drain disconnect. So they do the drain disconnect, what they want to do is the drain disconnect. They're relying on 70% of the people who approve it. My opinion is you won't get 70%, mainly because people don't want to do it. It's an inconvenience to people to have their yard torn up, have a sump pump put in, worry about putting it on a, in a generator or a, some kind of a battery backup. Nobody wants to do that to their house, especially if they have a finished basement. So for some reason, the city says, well, we, we, now we've got extra capacity because we're going to do this sewage. We're going to take away the, uh, the we're going to use a drain disconnect. We're going to, you know, maybe patch some holes in some of the sewer lines and maybe some of the uh, manholes. And now we'll have capacity. Well, that's not really increasing capacity from existing. Now, this, this is just using that capacity you just saved to put it into something else. It makes no sense to me, okay? So I'm sort of disappointed in, in this commission that this was never brought up. I don't know if any of you have this report. It's, it's your stuff. You paid for it, but if you had, you would read all these things. You would see which lines are bad. You can see the condition of the city as far as our infrastructure goes. And I suggest, if you can't get it, I'll send you a copy. You ask me for it, I'll send you a copy. You paid for it, and if you're whatever group you're in, uh, doesn't want to give it to you, I'll give it to you. You know, it's free charge. All I do is send a link, right? All I do is send the whatever to it, yeah? So I'm disappointed in this commission because last night that was in the city council that was rejected four to three, or four, four to two. Three to, three to two, okay? There's only five. So it was rejected and hit this commission, approved it eight to zero. So I don't know if you're even getting the same information or even discussing the same information because it's pretty sad to see that happen. You know, I mean, I don't know what, what you see different than the city council. You got the same, you got more people than they do, you know? So I don't, I don't understand that. So I, I was just disappointed. Then the next thing I want to say is, uh, I did your survey. I didn't like it. Many people I know didn't like it. It was skewed to those attachments you basically attached to the to these documents. It was it was skewed to walkability and mobility and electric uh, cars and you know making roads skinnier. 
A lot of people don't like that. But yet you're, you were skewed it that way. And then you came up with a dot thing to put you know, like extra emphasis on this kind of stuff. Well, you didn't have enough dots for the people to think infrastructure is a hell of a lot more important than what you put down as far as electric cars and parking spaces and two-way roads. It's just terrible, you know? And I'm, I'm not the only one. I, I know uh, one of the people that was actually did these for a living surveys and thought it was skewed. So I, I'm, I'm not happy with what it does. I think I send in my part, even though it's only one of 90 or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that the city, people in the city are pretty apathetic. I hate to say, but I wish there were a thousand people that would actually reply to these kind of things. But you know, they should. They should because this is their city too. But I'm 71. You know, probably in the next 10 years I'll be dead. I wouldn't even care if you know if what happens after that point. But if I had kids here, but they're not here, they're in Connecticut and Norway, um, they, won't, they won't care either. So, But I think it's important for you to really realize how terrible our infrastructure is in this city, and, and our city isn't the worst of them all. There are a lot worse ones than this. And we have to start thinking about how important it is to do it. How would you like to, let's say, have your... Um, decide that your plumbing in your whole house was bad, okay? How much would it cost you to replace that, all that plumbing than if you did it right to begin with? And I, I want to talk about, if you're talking about environmental issues, which I think are important too, how much waste, how much waste was there from these two floods? How many cell, a big cell of our, of our landfill was used? How many transportation loads of stuff was hauled around and rebuilt. How much did how much carbon did you produce out of that? You know? So that's how important that is to me. Thank you. Thank you, John. Appreciate your comments and the input and for filling out the survey. Um, no hope lots of others are filling out the survey as well. Uh, infrastructure and flooding are have been important and will continue to be important as well. Uh, any other public comments unrelated to items on the agenda? Hearing none, we'll move to new business. We have two items of new business on our agenda this evening. Uh, the first is the 2023-2028 capital improvement plan, and the second is the annual report for last year. So Ryan, I will turn it over to you for the capital improvement plan to kick things off. Thank you, Mr. Chair. So this is the introduction to the 23-28 Capital Improvement Plan. All right, diving right in. What is a CIP? A multi-year planning instrument used to identify needs and funding sources. They're used to plan capital expenditures to foster a sustainable urban infrastructure system, a tool that aids in implementation of a community's master plan. Why create a CIP? Uh, CIPs are required provision of the Michigan Planning Enabling Act. Um, it achieves optimum use of public funds, keeps public informed of infrastructure construction and maintenance plans, and it helps align capital investments with community priorities for growth and development or redevelopment. 
plan elements um, up until 2022 uh, just included major streets, local streets, stormwater, water, water reclamation, formerly known as uh, wastewater, landfill, and general infrastructure. The plan elements now um, in 2023 and beyond um, will include all of those plus uh, these ones listed here, um, uh, all of the uh, city's capital um, areas. The capital thresholds to be included in the capital improvement plan is 15,000 per item for capital purchases and then 50,000 for infrastructure assets. Funding sources include special assessments, county road millage, state funding, state revolving fund, enterprise funds, federal funding, tax increment financing, grants and donations. The 2023 to 2028 CIP overview um, represents a potential investment in the city's infrastructure and capital assets of almost $59 million in 23 and 24 alone, and then just over 222 million for the six year plan period. As I said, today is the Planning Commission introduction. Um, it'll go to uh, a public hearing at the Planning Commission's next meeting and then on to City Council for consideration on March 13th. So with that, I'll go through each of the um, capital improvement areas. So airport, um, for 23 through 24, we have a total of $660,000 with a six-year plan of $3,175,000. And this includes things such as tree obstruction removal, pavement repair and replacement, fencing and security gates, fire hydrant, water system improvements, and hangar repair replacement. Center City Authority, uh, this for, for 23 through 24, Fiscal year, it includes Saginaw Road Streetscape Phase Two, design and engineering um, for a total of $1 million. And the six-year plan includes um, more than that, and then that has a total of $9,500,000. Civic Arena, they are proposing to replace their radiant heaters in the south rink at a tune of $60,000. Six-year plan being $850,000. Dial Ride has no project scheduled for 23 through 24. However, their six year plan includes $914,000. The Downtown De Development Authority uh, includes Riverfront Redevelopment, Downtown Restroom, Larkin Parking Garage uh, signage to a total of $1,075,000. Six year plan being $9,710,000. Business, business Route 10 reconstruction, the city share for this being a total of uh, almost $4.5 million, and then the DDA share being um, about $4.5 million for a total of um, almost $9, or $9, $9 million for that. Yep. If we have questions along the way, is that? Yeah, go ahead. Ask? Yes, please do. Okay. Can I go back on one? Yeah. Uh, so the Saginaw uh, streetscape phase two for a million dollars. Do you know, do you have that information? And if you don't, it's fine. Like what that kind of covers? I, um, I don't. Um, 
if we could get, I, I guess for the public hearing or whatever, are we gonna have another opportunity? Yes. To, okay. Yep. Yep. okay. Yeah, we're, we're hoping that uh, um, both city staff, more additional city staff will be available yeah, at, but, that, okay. um, at okay. the public hearing right, to I'll maybe go into. Thank you. Yeah. All right, um, engineering overview. Uh, there are four major street projects, 12 local street projects, and two streets moved from fiscal year 25 to 24. Um, and then interagency projects include Eastman and Wackerly intersection, which is an MDOT project. And then similarly, another MDOT project is M20 uh, from M30 to Curry Parkway. Let's stop there. Is that another question maybe for engineering, what those projects consist of? Um, yeah, and actually in subsequent slides. Um, okay, you'll, you'll might, cover yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, but I'm, I'm more interested in the last bullet point. Let's see. Um, if we, if if we, if the question isn't answered, or if your okay. question isn't answered, um, yeah, please ask it because we do have a city engineer here. Okay. So. Right. Oh, okay. thanks. Okay. Um, general engineering. Um, we have sidewalk improvement program. The engineering for that, the sidewalk improvement program itself, and then wayfinding sign upgrades for 23 to 24, uh, to a total of 195 thousand um, dollars. And then the engineering for the rest of the six-year plan is 850 thousand. Local streets, uh, we have a budget of 8625000 planned for 23-24, and then um, over the six-year plan, approximately $37,390,000. These are all the local streets planned for 23-24. This does include the local street um, work being done for Concept 5. Major streets is a little bit less at 6,395,000, um, and then a total of 43,335,000 for the six-year plan. These are the major streets, and this also um, includes Concept 5. I see that it says local street in there, but I believe that should be major street. Traffic services. For, yep. Uh, so for the streets, um, personally in the past, I believe there's been some sort of map that was included um, that I think used color coding to basically detail where it was, but then also what year it was done. Um, it's possible to have that included in some way, shape, or form, or at least provided. Um, I just, and I know sort of where most of these streets are, but I think seeing them holistically has been helpful to me in the past at least. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a, that's a great point. <clears throat> so for the engineering traffic services, we have cold storage structure, two traffic counters, and portable solar message board um, included in the 23 through 24 plan. Um, Six-year plan includes $360,000. Water for engineering. Um, these are the water projects under engineering for 23 to 24 represents $2,355,000 with a six-year plan of $19,145. The equipment revolving fund for Sorry. fleet, sir, yep. So with the water, um, 
it's underneath engineering, even though it's funded by water, um, because one leads the other, right? So where we're planning to do street reconstruction, that's where we also start talking about where we might be able to do water re reconstruction as well, correct? I believe that's correct, yes, yeah. And then I think I saw this, but so uh, we talked about concept five. That is not in any one location within the CIP. It's spread across multiple departments and budgets, correct? How it is in the draft form, that is correct. But there was discussion um, among city staff to maybe piece that out. So if, if the commission thinks that that would be a good idea, we can we can um, pursue that. And I would defer to the commission. I think at least a summary of like, even if you don't pull it out, but summarizing like where it is in the other budgets, I think would be helpful for the public in particular. For the public, for sure. Sean, were you going to say something? No, I'm sorry. I, I think I understand what you're saying, so yeah. I don't want to make it more confusing, but in some way to have it either pulled out and just explicitly in one place or at least summarized and said, hey. At you least know, with it, a reference to where Yeah, it all adds up to this, and it's located in these different areas if you want more detail. Absolutely. <coughs> Equipment revolving fund for fleet services. Their um, plan for 23 to 24 includes $3 million. $33,000, a six-year plan of $19,237 and 200, yes. Does that include the police cruisers and stuff like that too? It does. Um, so the, this is a list of the fleet services, the um, out of the equipment revolving fund, um, includes car hoist, uh, upgrade to web-based software, uh, police patrol units, three of those, uh, rear packer refuse, refuse truck, um, a water reclamation vector truck, front load, trucks um, and then a cemetery utility vehicle. Yeah. Uh, the reason I bring that up is that it looked like they were putting a 10-year life on those uh, vehicles. And I vaguely recall that police cruisers get beat up within two or three years. Or is that mainly I'm thinking highway patrol in Texas where I come from rather than uh, uh, you know Midland. Can they really get 10 years use <coughs> out of a police cruiser? I'm unsure on that. Um, that is a great question that okay. we can definitely well, look into. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing that, and that section that jumped me out is a little bit counterintuitive. All right. That's yeah. That's a great question. Um, all right. Facilities management includes city hall and the municipal service center. Um, this includes for 23 through 24 includes phase two construction of city hall. Uh, renovations to the first and second floor restrooms and two new ADA restrooms, uh, a modernization of the elevator system here at City Hall, and then the replacement for the atrium skylight. For the Municipal Service Center, we have a replacement of two rooftop air conditioner units and an electric panel to support electric vehicles. Six-year plan includes $3,168,548. Fire has no projects, including the capital improvement plan for 23-24. However, their six-year plan includes um, $1,250,000. So that's a good point. I heard it brought up yeah. earlier. So the six-year plan, there's no plans for a fire station on the north side of town in six years? That's correct, yep. There was a note that there's a ongoing study, correct, but that's not related 
to the new firehouse, right? That's an internal assessment. Or I guess that would be a question for next time as well. Yeah. Yeah, they they'd probably be able to go into more detail with that, but yeah, that's that's correct how you describe that. Okay. Uh, golf course um, includes for 23 through 24 includes clubhouse, rooftop unit, furnace AC, um, and then short game practice area, to the tune of two million three hundred fifty-five thousand dollars. That doesn't. That must not be correct. There's extra zero there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not adding up. Apologies for. Hidden rows um, there or something. Okay. Yeah, a little ambitious on that one. Um, Six-year plan, I believe, is one million seventy thousand dollars. Okay. Landfill um, includes active cell, interim cover, a cell seventeen development, leachate pretreatment system, generator overhaul, uh, major components replacement. For a total of two million three hundred fifty-five thousand dollars, their six-year plan being just over ten million dollars. Library, um, one of their projects for 23-24 is a generator for $600,000 and their six-year plan um, being $2,260,000. MCTV uh, includes video switchers, sports relay system, and city hall production upgrade um, for 23-24 for a total of $170,000 with a six-year plan of $520,000. The city hall being the chambers mostly and upgrading um, the equipment here. Does that coincide with the, um, <clears throat> with the facility upgrade for the phase, for the city hall renovation? That's correct, okay. yeah. I'm not entirely sure on the phasing, but I, from my understanding, I imagine um, if they're remodeling, that's going to absolutely. Okay. Yep. For parks, we have Plymouth Pool comprehensive pool evaluation and upgrades for two and a half million dollars. Parks drainage issues, snow removal and brining machine, and a mini brush chipper. Again, that total is doesn't seem right. I'll make a note of that as well. No, yeah. Yeah, and just sorry, just the all the city hall facility or the city hall capital improvements underneath facilities management are all in 2023 to 24, which is the same as the the uh, the upgrades for the switch is in the same. Year. Okay, so yeah, okay, thank you. This one does have the parking lot catch basins twice on there. I'm not sure if that's intentional or not. Yeah, this should just be the one. All right, um, parking lots, catch basins, key fob system, camera system for the law enforcement center, uh, two boilers, and a rooftop unit. And the total being um, 710,000 for a six year plan of 730,000. Public works activities include a brush hog for the mini loader for 23 through 24, and that is all for their six-year plan.
Senior housing, uh, Washington Woods includes fixed door number six parking lot and community kitchen hood for a total of $105,000 with a six year plan of almost four and a half million dollars. Stormwater uh, includes emergency culvert replacement, Sugnet Road culvert replacement at Sturgeon Creek, Crescent Drive culvert and channel rehabilitation, Sylvan Lane, Moreland footing drain disconnect, Whitewood footing drain disconnect, and Perrin, Maine and Sugnet. Water plant and water distribution includes domestic pump motor control center replacements as well as an industrial pump motor replacement, process valve replacements, lime transfer equipment, and capital outlay water system. And that total. Um, I believe that total should be 1295000 for 23 through 24. Water distribution, it's kind of hard to see on, yep, there we go, okay. Skip to here. Um, so for the retail customers, you can see that's the city and the townships um, right there, Homer Township. Um, and the uh, wholesale being Water District 1, as well as Auburn, and it services a total of just under 60,000 people. Water Reclamation has a budget for 23 to 24 of 18,595,407. Um, uh, Is that just the, uh, that wastewater treatment center where that includes, uh, you know, the sanitary sewers and stuff as well? The concept five? Well, any other things they need to do in terms of replacing uh, sanitary sewer lines or? So a lot of it is equipment for the uh, facility. Okay, um, cure in place pipe, maybe that's in there. That's how I read it. Okay. Concept five include sewer upsize and improvements at Sylvan and Juanita, just over half a mile, uh, at Perrin um, near Moreland and Saginaw, half mile, and Maine, Saginaw, and Sugnet, one mile plus. Footing drain disconnection of 169 homes in Whitewood and 201 homes in Moreland. One million gallon storage basin at Russell Park to assist in alleviating wet weather flows to Valley and Moreland. And then sewer lining and manhole rehab um, of over 100,000 feet. This is a map showing uh, Concept 5 improvements. Concept 5 funding source, uh, it's, the work is being bonded through the state revolving fund loan program um, at an interest rate of 1.875 and 20-year uh, loan term principal payments from 2025 to 2045. Uh, draft plans were due April 1st, 2022 to Eagle on the loan closing date of 9-2022. Uh, construction began in the fourth quarter of 2022.
With that, I'll try and answer some questions. <laughs> I've already asked mine. We do have the city engineer here too, if there's um, any questions regarding any work that they may be able to answer. I think the only possible addition I would suggest is that um, I think at the very beginning you had an overall summary of uh, total expenditures across all the areas each year and then over the same period. Um, at least to me, I think it would be beneficial to have a similar su summary for the funding, um, mainly because you got $48 million that I think we haven't seen something like that in a long time. I saw grant funding mentioned a couple of times um, from the community in there. Um, so you've got half a dozen sources at this point. Um, it's kind of, I don't want to confuse anything, but um, it would be helpful for me to see the other side of that, which is here are all the costs, but then you know, here are all, here's where all the money's coming from, too, over that time period. Absolutely. Um, yep. Uh, it's it's been discussed uh, with staff. Um, this it, it wasn't included in this go at the CIP, but uh, for next year we do have quite a number of changes that we want to really improve and uh, make this plan as comprehensive as possible. So as these departments are working um, towards these um, capital improvements, it's it's more clear as to the investment that's going into the city. And then tonight, we're simply just receiving this as a draft. And then, as you said, we'll do a public hearing and get more formal presentation on this in two weeks, correct? That's correct. Is that the last time we see it then? Or is after the public hearing, we soak that up? And then, or, you know, what's the process for it? Is this meeting and another meeting then the city council? Or how does that work? So it, it'll be the public hearing at Planning Commission. And then it'll go to city council for consideration. But no, we won't see. And construction's already started on some of these projects. That's correct. Some, some of the Concept 5 construction has began, and, um, as, as that's a multi-year um, program. And I think the CIP has always been a rolling five-year plan. Mm -hmm. so I think yeah. we, look at the, we looked at 2023 to 2024 the last time we looked mm -hmm. at the CIP to a certain degree, I believe. I think you're right. Maybe for the sake of the public hearing, we could do we have for 23 and 24 like a very itemized list under each one. Maybe for the years after that, we could have just a vague summary. So at least it's here's an idea of what those projects are. I imagine this, the people who live here may be interested to know. Cool, I can see, you know, the first 100,000, but what about the other 800,000 that gets to a million? I think I'm looking at the golf course, for example. That might be good information. Sure. Yeah, I guess I'd ask the city engine. I mean, is that is that something that's easy? I mean, when you guys look at the six year, could we can we look at that and have a summary of what type of projects those cover? Yeah, I. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll just need a name for the record, please. <laughs> position. Matt Levin, city engineer. Um, I can't speak to the the other departments and, and their funds with how they put everything together, but at least as far as our um, general engineering and our major streets and local street projects, yeah, we've got that all broken up into uh, what we have planned for each year okay. during that six-year plan, so we could easily provide that. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Other final question? Sure. I think I'll just wrap things up by. Uh, uh, simply saying that um, it's, I think it's an improvement from what we've seen before. I'm glad to see that it's more comprehensive um, and seems like actually it might have gotten shorter. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, <laughs> and even with some of these additional details, I think it'll still be um, much more uh, condensed, which I think is good. Yeah. Um, and we just encourage the commission as well. We've got two weeks to continue digesting this. And if you do have questions that you're thinking of, um, you know, I suggest just sending them to the planning department so that they are prepared and can have those as many of those ready to be answered ahead of time. Yeah, I, Andrew, I, I'm just trying to go by memory here because I know we've seen this, you know, but I think you're right. Like I, I think in years past, and maybe it's at the next presentation, but I think we also talk about from each department like where funds come from and how much fund, how much money is pulled for. You know, water. You know, when we when we collect from water bills and whatnot to offset. Sure. You know, some of those. So I, I think that maybe was what you were getting at earlier. Yeah, a little bit. By a bit. summary of that, like, if there's if there's bonds out there or different things of where that funding's coming from, is that what you were asking? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think you're right. I think in the past we've gotten a more detailed description. I mean, for my sake, um, I've heard it a couple of times, so yeah. I have pretty good idea yeah. so just seeing a summary of like yeah. mm -hmm. what we're the total funding for each source and mm -hmm. I, I kind of more understand the details behind yeah. it um, so because the other thing I'm cognizant of is I'm assuming they're trying to balance we don't want it to be a five-hour meeting too no so. absolutely <laughs> absolutely yep yep I mean I think that's to me that's the other question maybe for the Commission as well is depending on how much detail we want um, do we need to potentially split it up over two meetings almost. Probably. But not shorten the amount of time. It's normally a pretty long meeting. Right. Um, yeah. So no direction, just uh, a suggestion, depending on how much detail there's going to be. Can I ask the question? Yeah. Does that hold up the process in any way? Is there a timeline? I hear you. <laughs> so it'd be better to have it done in one meeting? That's probably preferable. Well, if the city council, you know, just for fiscal yeah. year considerations right. on that, we might be, uh, you know, I mean, I don't want a multi-hour meeting, but then again, you know, if there, there are hard stops yeah. in terms of, a, you know, fiscal year and budgetary requirements, mm -hmm. uh, that may be what we're facing here. Yeah. Well, let's just back up. <laughs> I think you've heard some of the areas we want more additional detail and ultimately just defer to you and staff and your judgment as far as best way to present that and still meet all the timelines and deadlines you guys need to meet as well. So we'll be here as long as you need us at the next meeting. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, next item for underneath new business is the annual report from last year. All right. Um, 2022 Planning Commission annual report. The purpose of this is to summarize the activities of the Planning Commission for the 2022 calendar year. Uh, it is a requirement of the Michigan Planning Enabling Act, uh, Public Act 33 of 2008. This is the activity summary um, going back uh, you know, to 2018. Uh, during the 2022 calendar year, the City Planning Commission uh, took action on 31 different zoning and development approvals. Uh, this included six site plans, seven conditional use permits, three planned unit developments, 10 zoning map amendments, three zoning text amendments, one public property vacation, and one tentative preliminary plat. Um, in addition to the site plans uh, and activities of the Planning Commission, staff reviewed 14 administrative site plan applications in 2022. I see a trend here. <laughs> yep. 
Less new construction, more repurposing, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's interesting observation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I just know I, I didn't uh, remember until just now that uh, we're doing more site plans at the administrative level. But to your point, what jumped out to me is that we did the same amount of activity technically for 2019 as we did, or in 2022 as we did in 2019, but the makeup's different. It's, so yeah. We had significantly fewer site plans, but more conditional use permits. And that's what I was thinking is there's more repurposing of buildings and, mm -hmm. yeah. But the other part of this to me is that the, uh, the we've, this is the most planned use developments we've seen in, well, since, well, ever. So the last, we saw zero in 2021, we saw one in 2020 and nothing before that. And those are the ones of almost like the release valve, right? Of like, we can't figure out where else to make this work in the city. So I it just jumped out to me because repurposing is great, but also since we're working on the master plan, yeah, <laughs> it's clearly evident some of the stuff we need to be and are working on, right? <clears throat> right. All right, um, status of the master plan. In July, uh, City Council and Planning Commission held a joint meeting uh, for a presentation by Urban 3 on land value analysis for the city of Midland. In September of 2022, a work plan for phase two was adopted. In October, the planning commission held their first special meeting. And planning staff, city staff, um, uh, had a downtown bar crawl. In November, planning commission held a special meeting and the planning staff and city staff held a pop-up studio at Coffee Chaos. Uh, and attended Aviation Advisory Commission meeting, um, as well as a Center City Authority meeting for the purpose of um, outreaching with those uh, commissions and authorities on the Midland City Modern Master Plan. In December, uh, Planning Commission held another special meeting, work session, if you will, for the master plan, um, and held a pop-up studio at the Midland Civic Arena, and attended the Parks and Recreation Commission meeting for further master plan outreach. Um, and then um, Midland Public Schools outreach at Midland High, Jefferson Middle, and the Northeast Middle Schools. Planning Commission action tonight is to adopt the 2022 annual report. And with that, I'll entertain any questions. No other questions other than um, the uh it's a condensed summation of the master plan, but uh, it almost feels like it got short shrift because there's a, there's a ton of work that has gone into the master plan already and will continue to go on. So just don't want that to get lost in the shuffle of everything else we, that's an addition to what we do on a regular basis as well. Mm -hmm. And just kudos to staff for that, I think, for yeah. managing that process in addition to the busiest year we've had since 2019. I think Sean's comment might be worth highlighting too about we're seeing uh, mm -hmm. less new and more repurposing mm -hmm. and also just highlighting how the site plans are done by staff. That was a conscious decision uh, by council to have that done and that may be worth uh, just bulleting out. Yeah. A couple times, I think years ago, we used to highlight various training activities uh is there any need to do that i mean i'm not pushing for that but i know we when you attend the conferences things yeah. like that you're saying 
That's a yeah. That's a good uh, probably be a good addition. Conclusion. There's 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 a lot of things that the planning department are doing. Um, the annual report being one of them that we really want to include more and more in, and um, yeah. hopefully make them a bit more comprehensive in that. So I think that's a great addition that we can look to add um, for 2023's annual report. I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. I just completed eight hours with APA and I. Yeah. All right. Um, but if we can, I, I think I would encourage us to consider those as additions for next year and that we move forward with adopting uh, the last year's annual report this evening, if everyone is comfortable. Are you, so. look, are you looking for a motion or can we just Yes, say I yes? need a motion. A motion we adopt the 2022 Annual report? Annual report. I have a motion, I have a second. I'll second. So we have a motion from Commissioner Broderick and a uh, second from Commissioner McCoy to uh, adopt the annual report from 2022. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, same sign. All right, the annual report is adopted. Uh, report of the chairperson. I have none. Report <laughs> to the planning director, sorry. Um, I have no update. Um, I'm sure if Jacob was here, he'd probably um, give an eloquent update on some of the work <laughs> that we're doing. Um, the surveys are out for the master plan. We're, we've got some other master planning um, activities taking place. Um, we got some uh, outreach happening at Riverside and Washington Woods coming up. Um, our next open house is uh, towards the end of April, and that'll be at the, uh, the library. Um, there's some other stuff. Uh, stay tuned to our newsletters and website for that. Um, I think if there's anything else, that's that's all I got. All right. Uh, we have another special meeting next uh, at, at our next. We have two meetings on our agenda next on the 28th. We have the special meeting at six, as well as our regular meeting at seven. Um, so at this point, I believe the only thing on the agenda for our next regular meeting is the capital improvement plan again. Then again, we have a special meeting that same night as well at 6. Anything else, commissioners? All right. Yeah. I'm looking for a motion to adjourn. I so move. I'll second. A motion from Commissioner Bain and a second from Commissioner Panasic to adjourn. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, same sign. We are adjourned.